Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is the bi-weekly installment of our podcast from minimap.com.au. My name is Kerry Palmer. As always, I'm here with Jeremy Bratitich. Hello. And June Williams. Hello. Uh, we're here to talk about the game Specifically industry dreams. News. Honestly, we're just here to talk about dreams. We are here to talk about dreams. We played like ten. We watched Jeremy play ten minutes of it before, and and we might talk about it for much like many multiples more than that. But hopefully yeah. not, because that would be. We don't have that much of an understanding of it. Um, but yeah, no, we're here to talk about uh, the dreams beta that we just played. What we've been playing in the last couple of weeks. We've got June's question corner, which is a big one, which we set up last week. Last episode that I've totally qu- been thinking about since then. Do you have a question also to, also to <laughs> yes. ask? Yes. Okay, cool. I do remember how I said I've got a huge Dude's list a of professional, questions. professional, Jeremy. How I'm could you be so fucking insulting? Professional podcaster. Oh my God. You got your answer yet? No. Thank you for reminding me. No, We're also going to talk about the news of the last couple of weeks. Some interesting excitements. Some Star Wars news. A couple uh, a development of the Sekiro debate. Easy mode accessibility in games debate. Even though we talked about that last time. This is the development. Yeah. Okay. So I said at the end of the last one, I'm excited to see if this peters mm. out or if it develops. And mm. this is the development of that. I feel like this is almost the end of it. Yeah, I'd say for so. Because it, it kind of has petered out, but there's sort of this like full stop that I found that I want to bring up. So um, let's let's talk about dreams, everybody. So like we were setting up this podcast, the dreams beta went live in Australia and Melbourne. Um, we were setting up to this podcast, and it just went live, and we bought it and played the start of it and it was and I, I looked at my bank balance and i found that i got paid about 20 minutes beforehand and i went yep there's 40 dollars you gone. so quickly just threw that money into the playstation oh yeah you just smacked your wallet into that screen I, i've been hanging out for dreams for such a long time so long. like you know I'm, I'm a huge fan so i'm gonna fix that i'm a huge fan of uh media molecule yep um i love little week planet yep i love little week planet too Yep. I love Tearaway. Yep. And the You're missing one. Tearaway unfolded. <laughs> You're missing one. What about Little Big Planet Three? That wasn't Media Molecule. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I knew what I was doing. Besides, I didn't love that one anyway. <laughs> um Rude. Nah, it's it's fine. <laughs> it's just like fine. Um Uh yeah, like I remember going to PAX and you know, meeting people behind Tearaway and you know, talking to them for a bit but when they were releasing Tearaway Unfolded and just thinking, man, these people just know how to make some creative fucking games. Yep. And this is no different. No. So there's this this so it's the it's the it's the early, early access creators beta. I, I don't think that's its official title, but that's what it is. Um so in this thing it's it's early access, so you know, it comes with all of the the asterisks of, you know, Storage file sizes may change at any point, and the game may change, and this and that, and, and content in the beta may not be in full release. Exactly, all that stuff. So, um, you know, this game's this 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 particular build is full of asterisks, and it doesn't have any media molecule authored content the way Little Big Planet did. As, yeah, as, aside from the very opening, yeah, 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 totally. It's it's got an introduction. Yeah, it's got it, and it's honestly really delightful that that intro. Yeah, um, it, it it gave me a vibe so. Little, little, blah, 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 blah. little Big Planet One came out roughly at the beginning of the PlayStation One. Sorry, play, sorry, PlayStation Three release. Yeah, but very so close. Two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Yeah, somewhere around there. And I remember seeing ads for the game, and one one particular ad struck me, which was just it was it was it was an ad in a magazine for the game, and it was just a big poster which had a lot of different letters, um, like a lot of different looking letters, and it 
the ad read, this entire ad was made in Little Big Planet. Right. And I remember thinking, oh, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. And then playing it. And the opening is like delightful and it's about, you know, imagination and creativity. So is this Dreams or... L- Little Big Planet. Right. Yeah. And, and it was narrated by Stephen Fry. Um, and it was just like a delightful little experience into, you know, being as creative as possible. Yeah. In this little story as well as a... Like as well as like level creation builder, um, and yeah. So watching the intro to Dreams was like huge fucking vibes of like playing Little Planet One for the first time t- eleven years ago yeah. at this point, yeah. twelve years ago almost. When Jeremy um, was two. If anyone wants to tell me who the narrator for Dreams is, you can at me on Twitter. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. We're trying. To, yeah, yeah. It's this lady who. I mean, did a great job. Like, it's a great It's It's narration. incredible, but the voice is so fucking familiar and I cannot pinpoint who it is yeah. and I can't find it anywhere online. So It's just yeah. Ashley Birch. <laughs> <laughs> um, J-U-N underscore E-L-S, please. Yes. It's very important. A matter of extreme urgency. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was really it was really quite interesting and it introduced you to the mechanic of this imp, which is your, like, creator tool. It's your mouse, basically. You move the mouse, the imp, around the screen by, like rotating the six-axis controller, it's like it's like actually kind of good. Sorry, I tried to Google it, and the first response came up was Keith David, and I don't think it was him. It was definitely not the arbiter. <laughs> yeah. Or the narrator of, like, the Ken Burns jazz documentary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, fuck, what if it was the arbiter, though? Yeah, that would be cool. I don't think he can handle... Do you think Keith David's voice can handle whimsy? Yes. The arbiter's hilarious. That's not whimsy. I was being sarcastic. I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry. Hello. You'll find out soon when it comes to PC. MCC. Wow. Cool. Not to be confused with MMC, the minimap cast, which is what we're doing right now. Yeah. Um, don't take our acronym, Halo. So it was really, uh, it was really delightful. And then we got to sort of see all of the closed beta content that came out that people were making, what, three or four months ago now. Yeah. And but, some of it was like breaking NDA. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But all of, I, I think all of it is still there. I think all of it is still accessible. So people playing now, like we we jumped in and just started looking at people's creations. We jumped in 15 minutes after a launch in Australia and there was already a lot of stuff there. So a lot like, of we're stuff. We're assuming it's from the previous beta. Yeah. But um, it looks really robust and like we've spoken about it before. There's there's lots of different ways that you can create. But stuff that I thought was really cool that we saw in this one was um, uh, they've got like game jams like two week mm. long game jams so like you can they give you the, the there's a theme for the jam and you can make something for it and people view your creations and vote on them and stuff like that and you can be like the winner of the game jam and then like all of the creations you can credit other creators alongside with you and yeah, it credits people whose assets you use and stuff like that like yeah it, because we should also talk out talk about this is also an asset creation tool it's also a music creation tool mm-hmm. it's also an asset curation tool yeah like it's incredible we played it's we just played, a platform yeah it's it's an it's an engine and a and like a distribution platform it's incredible um we saw this one model it was it was we were going through the g- different game jam themes that have been done so far and there was one for robots and then there was this one model that we saw like the it was the second place because and all it was was just this one like player character you could move around in a tiny like square island, um, and it was this like grotesque sort of cyborg, like mech thing with this 
um, weird alien creature with arms sticking out of it in the middle and it had all these like glowy parts and like springs going into pneumatic pistons, going into the legs, going into the claws at the bottom of the feet, going into the... It was this very, very intricate model and it was all rigged and animated. Well, most of it was rigged and animated. It was incredible. Yeah. As well as, you know, there was like sounds to go with it as well. Yeah, yeah. It was remarkable. And then there was another one about this lost robot like walking around a lonely planet and it had all of its own sound effects and this light on its like camera-like head and stuff like that. And then we played another one before that was like, it was sort of like Wind Waker where you're like floating around different islands and each island had its own little small platforming section and you could yeah. ride different boats and it had like narrative notes left in bottles on the beach. Like, I'm so excited for this game. We played, what, like 15 minutes of it? Yeah. And like all of us are Most like... Most of that was the intro. All of us are like... What the fuck? Yeah. Like, like, I, like, I'm just immediately in awe and in love with this game. Mm. Yeah. And this is the early access creator's beta. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting, Jeremy, because you said, I'm not going to create anything. Yeah. And I think I'm most interested in this game because it looks like one of the most accessible ways to create something, yeah. Mm. Yeah. which I'm really interested in personally because, um, you know, sometimes if I have an idea, as soon as I reach the the hurdles of having to actually <laughs> open up unity open unity and then project. remember c sharp scripting and remember how terrible i am at 3d modeling and like i can't just hash out something that looks half decent in an hour or or a day even you say if i even mm. give myself a day like i can't make anything yeah. look like that but i i like the idea that i could rough something out in dreams a bit easier assuming that the creator tools are more um intuitive it, it, it's a it's a shame we had to jump in to do this because it would have been cool to look at the creator tools before um so we could tell you about those as well but um, i'm excited to to get in on this um it looks wonderful there are a limited number of keys so if this is something that you're interested in and you have a ps4 and you have 40 bucks and you have 40 bucks like and we should say do it that sooner if, rather than later we should say if you buy the early access beta you get the full game when it releases as well. yeah that's right is um, does a beta go offline at some stage Right, who knows? Don't know yet. Okay. They haven't said, but it's not... I don't think it's imminent. I, th I think yeah. this is going to be around for months to come yet. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be an active development scene. Yeah. Mm. Um, there's a couple things that I wanted to t touch on about this specifically. One of it was about Naughty, uh, Naughty Dog. Um, Media Molecule in particular, where they have famously hired members of mm. their community to do level design for their future games. Yes, mm. after they had proven themselves in Little Big Planet's creator yeah. tools. Yeah, like yeah. They, they had they had employed members of the community and you know, I'm sure for a lot of people, like almost honestly myself included, that Little Big Planet was like their first foray into developing games. Um, right. You know, it was like you know, you can only really make one specific type of game which is a side-scrolling platformer yeah unless you started um, really messing with it yeah unless you started getting into like the really heavy duty stuff especially in literally planet 3 um like but people made trials in that game didn't they yeah but i'm talking about like in literally planet 3 you can make like arcade racing games which are just right. like top down yeah um and like tetris um <laughs> whoa yeah, <right. laughs> hey tetris is good we know this we, we do know we, this. Do, we do know tetris is good um uh, but yeah, and so, you know, it's, I, I will bring this up as much as I can at any given moment. It's like Blade Runner to the extent where I'm, uh, where I, 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 I we am, get it. You like Blade Runner. I like Blade Runner a lot, but because 
like Blade Runner, it ex- it inspired a lot of filmmakers to come after Blade Runner. Like the amount of filmmakers filmmakers that looked at Blade Runner and then were inspired inspired by it to make films in the future. Yep. I wonder what dreams will give to you know young developers or or people who don't know that they actually really like to develop games. That's so exciting. Until they check out Dreams and go, oh wow, I really like this, and then they can. You know, they could make a full game in Dreams, mm. and then if they wanted to, they could go on to like, you know, like exploring things like you know Autodesk Maya and Blender, and then stuff like Unity and Unreal, which is becoming more and more accessible as the years go by. Totally. Like, oh. could you imagine your like portfolio pieces being on Dreams, just mm. being like, if you're going into an interview, being like, um, this is all. So I don't have like a build that I can send you, but if you have Dreams, you can check out this code, or here's a trailer I made. Oh my! Because the PS4 has got a record feature. Yeah. So like. I wonder if like, um, you'd be able to put this in. I mean, maybe for level design, yeah. But like for, like, um, I guess art or or coding and stuff like that. Mm. I don't think I don't know if you'd be able to use it as a portfolio piece. Well, because it, it is not, not specifically like programming, but like. Yeah, I mean, for like design in general, aside from like level design and stuff like that, or like, would you be able to? put your your dreams game in a portfolio for a game design job i mean like i'm i'm sure that i'm I'm sure they would like accept it as a thing yeah like as in proof of you're doing work would it have as much validity as something that's made in i mean i I think that'll come down to how how much uh media molecule sort of flesh out their exporting or sharing outside of the game tools like, you know, they've got that dreams.me thing or whatever it was yeah. at the very beginning, which is basically... In, in like, dreams.me, I think. Yeah, like, I don't remember what the specific URL is, but it's, like, it's basically your online, or like, website presence for your profile in Dreams. Yeah, so you can, I, I like, guess, you can browse the Dreamiverse, quote-unquote. I guess what I mean that. is, like, um, because you aren't coding and you aren't making... I mean, I, I don't know what... I haven't actually seen how to make assets in this game yet. You can just sculpt assets. You can just, sculpt you can just create your own yeah. art in that game. Okay, yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's a bit different. I don't know. I, I see what you mean about the code. Like, They're not going to be like, oh, hey, and now you can open up the JavaScript and start tweaking. Like, It's not going to be yeah. anything like that. It's going yeah. to be node-based. It's going to be very um, accessible to get into. How deep it goes? Like, The question is how deep they can make their incredibly accessible engine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it'll also be how deep the community realizes they can bend all those boundaries. <laughs> totally, totally. Because, you know, like, I guarantee this happens every single time. There'll be so many things. You know, this happened with, like, um, Mario Maker as well. Yeah. That, like, you know, the community would find out, st- like, intricacies of just the way the engine works to yeah. the extent more than, you know, the developers even... Int- intended mm. to be used like people create like calculators in Mario Maker yeah like, it, it's ridiculous it's <laughs> so clever yeah. yeah like it reminds me like I feel like it would be cl- closer to but more um, more highly regarded I believe like if that's the word um, than like what Minecraft would have been yeah yeah um, yep. the, yeah like, you can jump in and you can make some stuff relatively quickly mm. but I feel like this is more than that mm. you know this has got a whole sharing platform and everything yeah the people who probably got who probably put minecraft in their highlight reel were the people who were actually in the javascript yeah. creating mods that were like yeah incredibly sophisticated and actually required some coding know-how um 
so yeah, the, I think the the future for Dreams is bright just from that very first start. And like obviously, like we were ready for the future of Dreams to be bright. Maybe we're biased here, but well, I'll, I'll speak for myself. Maybe I'm biased, but um, I think this is very promising. I'm excited at least. Yeah, I wish there was something like this like when I was growing up because mm. like yeah. I didn't get interested in like game design until like until I was like eighteen. Yeah, um, and like I didn't play Little Big Planet. I mean, I played Little Big. I didn't play like the make your own level yeah. Little Big Planet because I, I was never, I was never, spot. I was never interested in it. I don't know. It's like, why would I play? My, why would I make my own when there's so many levels that I can play anyway? Yeah, what, like why would I create my own really there? sloppy Mario knockoff? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All my crap must still be up there. Probably. I'm. I'm. I made some some garbage levels. I'm sure you <laughs> did, buddy. I want to go back and play those. So I feel like like even Minecraft wasn't really available when I was in school because I was older. Um, mm. but like even what Fortnite's doing with like the, mm. what is it called? Well, they've got a creative mode. I mean, you know, the box or whatever it is where the you block. make the block where like, you know, uh, one, one level is like showcased or one thing is showcased once a week and stuff like yeah. that. And you can like fight to have yours in That's there. That's so incredible. That's so cool. Like they're really, really crafting the next generation of game yeah. developers. Like Halo did that as well. Halo's got a Forge with mode. Forge yeah. as well. That's true. And that and that hooked into the machinima scene as well because mm. that was right yeah. as Red versus Blue was taking off. They introduced all of that incredible creator content. Mm. It's very mm. cool. It's very cool. Mm. I'm excited. It's nice to have Media Molecule making something that I can play again. Well, I mean, that's what they've been doing. They've been making this. I know, but... Having it, it's nice to play. It. Having it to be in my hands now is a great, <laughs> great feeling. Yeah, I'm excited. I might, uh, I might borrow your. Uh, oh no, I probably won't work like that. Borrowing your PlayStation account to download Dreams and play on your account from my my console. Although then we get into like primary PlayStation Four nonsense. And yeah, I can't be bothered with that. <laughs> um, change my PlayStation name without asking. Carrie, <laughs> <laughs> just- why am I dong ass? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know why. Surely that's taken already. Find out. Oh, now we have to find out. You can't like you, you can't be dong ass because you can imagine like making this beautiful level on dreams and being <laughs> this is made by dong ass. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that if you create a, this is a tangent and it's it's the the pertinent information to this is that uh, PlayStation now finally allows you to change your your, your name. Yeah, which is news. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's it's finally happened. The modern feature from Have you changed your name, Gary? No, that's because mine was taken originally. Oh. What, what is your PlayStation name currently? It's got a 240. Right, okay. So it's cl- it's close to the ones you have. Yeah, it's a right. zero on the end. Right, yeah. Mine's and then my, my like Hong Kong China account for when I had uh, uh, that version of like Destiny, um, that's 2400. And then my US one is 24,000. I'm always, <laughs> always disappointed when you don't do Scotch 420. Like, always. Yeah. No, no. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a meme lord. Kerry's not a weedy. I just don't <laughs> understand those things mostly. Yeah. Why is it? Why I mean, is 420 the time? It, it's, not as, it's not as bad. Like, mine's Robbie B. Yeah, I saw that as your thing. I was like, is that the name of all... Of, is that what Dreams is calling their imps? Robbie B? No, it's... My my dad's name's Robert. <laughs> <laughs> and he made the PlayStation account. <laughs> and then started buying shit for me. <laughs> and then I... Then I made Obi-Wan Jez a separate account, but all the all the purchases were on the other one. So now I can't even fucking change it to Obi-Wan Jez. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, my, my tangent so I was going to say... I love, I love that you've locked yourself out of your own name. I'm so upset. <laughs> um... But apparently, if you if you pick a new name and it's like, like, 
Dong Lord fucker 69 or whatever. It's just like blatantly just against terms of service. Yeah. They just temp your name. They just... You get given this name that's like temp name XX01 or something like that. <laughs> and well, you got to pay 10 bucks to change it and again. And they like contact you and say like, you can't use that. Yeah. You have to give so- give us something else. Idiot. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> we fucking give you this option and now, and that's what you do. This is why we waited this long. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's very exciting. My old, my old name was uh, like a reference to my dead name. So like being able to change it is very exciting. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Have you done it yet? Yes, I have done it. I'm now Craigie Coast. Ah, excellent. Excellent. Coast with Craigs. That's me. <laughs> um, you know what You know what that is? No. Ah, it's a Pokemon thing. It's a level in Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Yeah. Oh, cool. Is it your favorite level? No, absolutely not. Okay. It has good music, though. I mean, they'll have good music, but Craigie Coast has good music. Cool. Should I play those games? Yeah. You should, play, you, should, yes. you should play the first two at least. Well, like the one of the first generation, and then play play to- play blue or blue or red play, and play, or play blue. It's on DS. Okay. okay, play blue and then play sky. Blue sky, you got it. Um, I, I can lend them to you. Who who wants to go first into the into our regularly scheduled what we've been playing section? Not me, because my games are all from 2012. I'll go, unless we want to go in chronological order. <laughs> yeah, go on. Yep. Should I go in alphabetical yeah, yeah, order? Go. Um, Numerical order. We our game spoilers game, which is our other podcast um, affiliated mm-hmm. to Minimap. Um, next month is Wolfenstein Two, so I've been playing Wolfenstein Two. The New Colossus. The New Colossus. Sorry, I should specify that. Whatever the fuck that means. Um, I'll find out. Yeah. And it's, sh- it's actually the sequel to Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> Why do you think I like it so much? Can I talk? <laughs> sure. Rude. Um. I disliked the first one mm. on first playthrough. I'm not right. going to talk too much about it because I have thoughts that I will talk about on the actual podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the time between playing Wolfenstein 1 and Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein New Order and Wolfenstein New Colossus, I think I have warmed up to Wolfenstein and have almost missed Wolfenstein right. to the point where when I started playing Wolfenstein The New Colossus, I was like, fuck. You gotta go this back is fucking play. ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> this is so over the top, stupid, yep. but so fun. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, uh, I don't know how much, I, I don't know. But like, it's just Wolfenstein, apart from like how unnecessarily gruesome it is. Oh, yeah. Like, unnecessarily. Well, unnecessary. Like, n- not even that. Like It's gratuitous, right? It's just so gratuitous. And, like, it really paints the Nazis in a bad light. <laughs> 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 uh, I like how that's what paints them in a bad light. <laughs> I mean, like, they don't even try to make them people. Like, I mean, there's a lot of, like, uh, letters you can find about just, like, um, Nazis that were under the service of the bad, the big bad Nazis that you know yeah. were like talking about their children and their family and stuff, but like the the colonels and stuff like whatever they call them, like d- there's no sliver of humanity. In no, them. Yeah. Ju- they are just one monsters. Bit. They yeah. are just monsters, and like um, it just sort of reminded me that like from the fucking get go, mm. like um. <laughs> like, <laughs> Kerry, can I just say one thing? It's like the first ten minutes. Yeah. Oh, of the game. Yeah, yeah, sure. I thought you were commenting on my sneeze. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you sneeze like a Nazi. 
I'm trying to keep it political. I'm sorry, yeah. I sneezed. Um, Apolitical. So, like, the very first fucking scene, right. you're on this submarine, and you are in a wheelchair, <laughs> and <laughs> the Nazis are coming, <laughs> <laughs> and you are just rolling through the submarine in a wheelchair shooting Nazis <laughs> in a fucking, like, robe, like a hospital gown. <laughs> yeah. And, like, to get anywhere, like, you have to, like, roll onto gears and then <laughs> roll over. And, like, while you're on top of the gears on the, is the fucking submarine, you're, like, shooting from, like, up the top. And just, like, I don't... Can you imagine dying like that? <laughs> can, can you imagine looking up and there's a guy in a hospital gown in a wheelchair with a fucking machine gun? Yeah. Anyway. Um, it's excellent, isn't it? That's Wolfenstein. <laughs> and that's what I missed about yeah. it. Um Remember when you go to the moon in the first one? Yeah. 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 Like that. That. Anyway, I'm very excited to play more. Um. I'll I'll, I'll talk about the moon in a moment. It's it's very Jeremy's um, moon moment. <laughs> um, I'm very surprised at how much I'm enjoying it. Mm. I'm I'm glad you're surprised. That's good. Mm. What else? You I have bad I have bad things to say also, but I'm not going to say them right now. Yeah. No. That that that's that's smart. Um. I've also been playing Ace Attorney, which came out on the Switch last week. So that's the remastered trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I hadn't played Ocean before, even though I really wanted to, um, because I feel like it's very up my alley. Because I really like Dungan Romper, and that's also like kind of murder mystery. Right, right. Um, almost visual novel, but not really. As someone who has only ever heard the name and heard people talk about Ace Attorney, but mm-hmm. hasn't ever seen Ace Attorney, mm-hmm. what what's the rundown? Um, anime lawyers. Okay. The game. I accuse. So what? It's like a detective game. No, it's a lawyer game, but also a detective game. So you, you find paperwork. No, <laughs> no. You you find clues. Um, so a detective on a scene. Game. A detec- I guess it's a detective game plus. It's a detective game cross lawyer court simulator game, um, but very okay. over the top and very not what court is like at all. But also kind of like what court is like. Oh. <laughs> um, so like. I, I tweeted this as well. It's like when I finished what binge watching Making a Murderer, I was like, "Fuck, being a lawyer would be so cool." Like right. that's just like so cool. <laughs> I don't know why, because I'm definitely not smart enough to be a lawyer, or like self motivated enough to be a lawyer. But like playing Ace Attorney is like satisfying everything in me that wants to be a lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> like, cool. The ultimate lawyer fantasy. Yeah, really. It's <laughs> but it's also extremely over the top, and like yeah. it doesn't not make sense in terms of like real life. Um, and the characters are very um exuberant i guess right um but that's sort of what all those like those sort of games are like you know the characters are our characters like very character characterized characters i suppose right um so yeah I'm, i've just met edgeworth and i love him okay um and i will get back to me on what i think of the first game because okay. i have not finished it yet do you know how how, how much of you mm, maybe like four hours okay so i don't think i'm halfway yeah who knows mm. i don't you? No, no clue. Okay. Well, um, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out maybe in a fortnight. Cool. Mm. I'm excited to hear about that. I'm glad one of us has is starting to have played this heavily spoken about series. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, I knew that it would be a game that I would like yeah. because I like similar games. So, yes. Great. Um, well, I might jump on in here then. Yeah, go ahead. So, last time we were talking about this, I was talking about how I'd been watching um, people play Dark Souls co-op. 
and how I think that it'd be cool to play with you guys. And then June was like, N-O. <laughs> <laughs> like capital N-O. <laughs> Full stop. Um, I think I ha- I think I was in the, the rise to say that. Oh, you were within your rights too. Thank to. you, thank yeah. you. Yeah, no, it's just... Who would want to play Dark Souls? So I've been playing Dark Souls. <laughs> 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 um, and it's interesting because... Um, I I downloaded I, I bought the original Dark Souls when it came to PC, which by the way is just a rubbish, rubbish, rubbish port. Don't buy the oh you can't anymore because they remastered it. Yeah, never mind. Um, but I've got I've got the first port that they took to PC, the prepared die edition. It's awful. It's a it's the worst port I've ever seen in my life. Um, but I've got there's mod fix and I got around that, so that's neither here nor there. Um, I bought this game like six seven years ago and i was gonna play it co-op with a friend of mine i was like hey i'll buy this if you buy it too we bought like bought it on sale and then that that particular friend of mine stopped playing games with me and never spoke to me ever again um coupled with how bad the port was and that i was going to be playing with someone and now i was playing it alone i never really got in that far through it um are we streaming it Sometime last year, it was it was last year. It was after I played some Bloodborne. Yeah, because um, that was free on PS Plus. Yeah, and you were streaming Bloodborne. Yeah, and, and I and I got to the point with Bloodborne where I it clicked. Yeah, it made sense. I I got through an area enough times. I I I forced my way through this area, and I learned, and I got better. And I understood, and it was the it, it all suddenly made sense. So. Coming back to Dark Souls after also having watched a playthrough of it makes it all way more accessible because I understand a bit more how it actually works from a gameplay perspective. But it meant that I could also get through the parts that were very, very difficult that weren't fun to keep brute forcing my way through. So yeah, it's been good because like on the one hand, I feel like I robbed myself of playing this game, you know, blind. Like everyone everyone did six years ago and was like, oh my God, and the level folds in on itself and did you beat this boss and there's like a secret area over here and oh my god this and oh my god that like I don't I don't get to have any of that because Wait, sorry, I, Bloodborne or Dark Souls? Dark Souls. Six years ago. It came out like twenty twelve. Dark Souls? Yeah. You kidding. No, I'm not. Demon Souls came out in two thousand and nine. Fucking hell. I feel like those games are so much older than they are. No. Wow. All they're, right. just, they're like mid last gen. Christ. Yeah. Alright. Dark Souls three came straight to PS4 and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah I know. I know. I just I, I thought there was more time in between those games. No. Oh, okay. They they pumped them out once Dark Souls got caught cranking. It got cranking. Right. Wild. Yeah. Continue. What was I saying? Um, because I because I've seen like a playthrough of it. I think it is simultaneously the only way that I would have gotten through this game otherwise. Because there are parts that I've gotten to. I'm like, this sucks. Specifically, Sense Fortress is no fun because it's just like swinging axe blades and it's just difficult and you just fuck up every time and it's not something you can I mean you can get better at but like it takes like 20 minutes to get anywhere and then you just get fucked it's no fun so anyway it's like I've been playing through it I'm enjoying it I I sort of understand I've been like watching lore videos and I've been like right like oh you, 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 just a little bit just a little bit like I'm not getting too deep I'm just like you, you, you're sticking your toes in yeah yeah I'm just I'm just like peering under the under the curtain a little bit. I'm like, behind the curtain. That's right. not under it. Mm. Um, I mean, you could if you're a perv. <laughs> what? <laughs> just, just keep going. <laughs> um, yeah, so just just taking a... Just, just, just having a look. Just being like, oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. 
That makes sense. Finally. Um, Do you feel like you have to watch videos to get the, some of the lore? Yes. Yes. Does I that, feel like that, that, I am not smart enough to be bothered enough to piece, like, dot the dots together that are very far away and unnumbered. Is that a smart enough thing, or is it like... No, it's not, but like... Do you think that's a failure of the game design? No, because I know it's intentional. Hmm. I know they've done it on purpose. Mm. And it's like, oh, if you do Why? read this item description and you do piece together this bit and that bit from over there and that bit and that bit, it does make sense. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. That's a cool facet of this that I know that now. But... Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. It it, it does mean that it... Like, you, it, it's difficult for people who struggle at the gameplay to let the story pull them through because the story is so obscure. It's not about the story. The gameplay is the key element of this. So if that doesn't work for you, then like kind of get fucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the amount of Dark Souls 3 I played, I don't know any of the story. I couldn't yeah. tell you a single thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it Yeah. Kerry plays old game from, from six years ago. Yeah. Kerry also plays another game from six years ago, yeah. which is Lego Lord of the Rings. Right. Great and re- game. And the reason I bring this up is because it's the first Lego game that I've played that wasn't Lego Star Wars. Like, so like the first two oh, really? Lego games. Yeah. Never, you haven't played any of them in between? Not really, no. Oh, okay. I mean, Lego Lord of the Rings isn't that... I mean... It's not that recent, but yeah. it's recent enough that they use actual voice acting from the movie in this one, which I think actually adds a lot, because Star Wars, the... That one was the one where they didn't have any voice acting. It's just them like slapstick walking around and being like, uh, uh, uh. and the Jew would go like, Aah. how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that was so half-hearted. Yeah, <laughs> I got embarrassed. Um, <laughs> but the voice acting actually adds a lot. They've got this dynamic split-screen thing happening, and they've got like an open-world map and like quests and stuff, and like an inventory system, and you can aim things. Yeah. Like it's a bit. It's actually just way more fun, even although that first Lego Star Wars game is quite special. I've literally only heard good things about Lego games. Yeah, they're great. Only mm. ever heard good things. Yeah. I, mean, I could tell you some bad things about them if you want, but like... No, majority- don't, ru- don't ruin it for okay. me. <laughs> it was, it's interesting because I felt like, oh, you know, I've played the Lego Star Wars games, I've played Lego games. I get it. And in some ways that's true. It's just smack all objects in the room so you get studs and try and get as many as you can so you fill up the meter at the top and find secrets and go back through later once you've unlocked other characters and blah and blah and blah but I think what I really like is that it's just it's all put together in a way that's just fun to walk around and do that like I don't know it's interesting and and, and there are noticeable improvements between each game I feel like that um, are slightly less discernible when you're going from the next one to the next one to the next one to the next one yeah or when you jump a few years, it's like, oh, wow, they've actually been working on this. It's actually better. It actually feels better. Would you play, like, what was the most recent Lego Incredibles or something like that? Like, would you actually I, I'd consider it more now, yeah. Because yeah. every time I see that, I'm like, oh, they're making that. I didn't know that. They didn't already make that. Okay. And then, I don't care. And then that's done. Mm. That's that's out of my mind. But now I'm thinking, like, playing this, I'm like, I'd be interested in going back and playing Lego Avengers, like, just for myself. Mm. And um, Lego Marvel Superheroes is so good. Yep. Like, no kidding, it's one of the best ones they made. Number two? Have you done number two? I've I've played some of number two. That came out last year or the year before? 
last year. Last year, last year was DC Super Villains. Uh, Lego Superheroes they, they, two came out last they, year. They as do well. them like every six months. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, like that. That one's it's it's a bit different. Um, How so? Uh, in, I don't know. In the sense, it's just not the first one. Um, the first one sort of nailed a lot of things off the get go, and in the second one, you know, they it's hard to recapture the magic that you get from doing it right the first time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Lego Marvel superheroes, very good. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm definitely interested in playing more of them and seeing how they play with things. Because like I've seen footage every now and then. It's like, oh, you can fly in this one as Iron Man. Mm-hmm. That's not Lego. That's cool. Like, that's sweet. Oh, it's open world. All right. Oh, you've got like 35 billion studs. Like, things change and evolve and sh- and and develop. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's interesting to see. I guess my get my own perspectives on these couple of games. Yeah. How good is it having? So I, I'm feel, I'm firmly in the camp that the Lego games are the best adaptations of game of movies in 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 game form. Adaptations. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's that's probably because they have the scope to just do it note for note. Yeah, but like I think one of the big one of the biggest things about these is they use the original score. And, yeah, and they use it in the same ways that the movies do to make you feel like, to make you kind of feel like you're in the movie, even though everything is Lego. Well, like to give you the same emotions that you're feeling while you're in the movies. Yeah, totally. Um, obviously not like the dire and sad parts because they don't capture that. Like. I don't, I, how far are you in the Lego Lord of the Rings? Because there's one bit I want to talk about, but I won't spoil the joke. The Fellowship just got together. Oh, it's just after that. Damn it! Right. <laughs> um, it's it's it, it's it's a very funny take on what is it when in what is a sad scene in the first movie, right? Um, is it is it Gandalf? No, no, no it's Barmia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's just it's not just after. That's like another half of the movie. Not that far. I've got to get through Moria first, and then that's it. Through the then it happens right after. No, then there's the other forest. There's a Moria then forest. And no, and then there's Boromir. Then there's the next forest. No, no, there's Rivendell. Then there's Moria. And then there's the next elf forest where they meet um, Kate Blanchett. That's sorry, yeah, not Rivendell. Sorry, I meant that one. Yeah, no, you're right. I know. Yeah, I haven't seen those movies in a long time. They're very good. I've seen them recently. Right. Um. Yeah, the Boromir scene is very good. I mean that scene's great anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like there's a there's a funny moment in the start where they're like the nine kings, <laughs> like all got the the rings or whatever, and one of them is just like, like they just drop it or something, and they have to pick it up or something. It's like that's funny. That's good. Like because we're just listening to Kate Blanchett talk. It's like yeah, good. Make it funny. Don't play the Hobbit ones. Okay. Yeah. Like it's, you know, like you know, how, like every character's got like a class type, like archetype. Yeah. And they all have different abilities. So. There are. I think you've mentioned this before. Like all the dwarves are, have different abilities, but like you can't tell what any of the markers are. All just dwarves. Yes. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. Cool. That's that's my shtick. I'm I'm not particularly up to date at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks from now, I will be very up to date on Hades because I'm uh right. I'm I'm grinding on that. To Maybe I'll play and... Hades with you then because I've been yeah. meaning to for ages. So. Yeah. Unofficial game club. Sure. Game club for fun. Yeah. Um I've been playing Yeah. Wolfenstein one. Yeah. The New Order. Yeah. Do you like it? Yes. For the second time, yeah. S- sort of for the second and a half time. Mm. So when I first got it, I got it when so I got Wolfenstein basically 
for no reason when it came out. For no reason. Which is weird because back then I didn't. That have sounds any, like you. Well, no, because back then I didn't have any money or a job. Yeah. Like there was okay. no like I had no money coming in. I think I just had that's right. I had like a lot of games, and so I just traded them all in. Right. For Wolfenstein, um, based on like one video, um, of thinking of everyone saying this is a lot better than everyone was expecting. Right. And so I was like, yeah, I'll give it a go. And then I got halfway through, and then I like I sort of slowed down. I, I so I got to the level just before you go to the moon, oh. which is what would have like grabbed Kept you in me. it. Yeah, yeah, it would it would have grabbed me. So I, I finished level just before you go to the moon, but then my save like got lost or corrupted on the oh. on, on, on the PS4. That's always heartbreaking. It's it's heartbreaking. And it, so I was like, because there's nothing you can do once that happens. Yeah, nothing I can do. Like there was there was no record of me even having like all my collectibles were gone. It yep. was like it was like a fresh start. And I was like, oh, all right. So I just sort of put it away. And then E3 2017 comes around. 16? No, 2016? Oh, it came out in 2017. It was a tease in 2016. It was a, it was a tease, but they didn't show it. And right. Then, and 2017 was the big one where they, they showed a lot of it. Yeah, and it released later that year. Yeah, so I remember seeing the tease for that going like, oh yeah, and it was after Doom came out. Yep. And so everyone was pretty hyped on what, was sort of happening with like all those old properties. First person shooters, shooters coming out of of Bethesda because yeah. Prey came out that year too, and Quake did as well. Yeah, um, and and uh, and then yeah, so then Wolfenstein Two comes along, and it's got this big bombastic marketing campaign of quote get the Nazis the fuck out of America. Yeah, um, and I've been thinking I should go back and finish Wolfenstein One. Mm. So I bought it on Steam and I played through it and I went, yeah, I really like this. And then I went directly into Wolfenstein 2. Mm. And yeah, like I like Wolfenstein 2 a lot. I've spoken about it on the podcast before and we'll also talk about it, speak about it on Game Spoilers uh, for next month. Um, so yeah, this is the first time I've gone. So, you know, apparently I'm deciding to do the exact same thing again where no. I'm going to play Wolfenstein 1 then I'm going to play Wolfenstein <laughs> 2. Um, but Wolfenstein 1, I think has a lot more nuance than I initially remembered or I didn't I didn't notice a lot of the nuance um, that it sort of brings you along this story but it's not you it's like it's specifically BJ Blazkowicz and BJ's character is not dissimilar to Captain America in the sense that he's very just like all American just wants to just wants to stop the Nazis right he just wants to stop them but he's not like you know, he's a Nazi killing machine, but there's never a moment of him like, you know, laughing as he's doing it, or yeah. he, like he's, he he doesn't he doesn't get pleasure out of it. That's just what he feels like he has to do. Yeah, um, which I think is very interesting, especially in scenes where you know, like there's the slower scenes with um, the the love interest character. I've forgotten her name. Anya. 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 Yeah. Um, Anya. Anyang. Onion. Onion. What's Onion? Oh. Do you know Onion? No. No, I it, it rings a bell, but I I'm not placing it. Oh my god, you don't you don't get that one for free. You got to remember that oh, one. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um but like the, the like the scenes is like especially like on the train. So at the beginning close to the beginning of Wolfenstein, there's a scene on the train where you're going into Berlin with Anya and uh there's this Oh, they fuck. Yeah, like they fuck. <laughs> they fuck a lot in this. First I have game. um, I have uh, issues with that scene. Right. Okay. That if if you read my article, you would have. Right. Well, like, so, so like, 
Well, like the, the part I'm actually talking about is the part just before with for angle. Yeah, and, and the and the booby. Yeah, <laughs> booby. <laughs> um, that scene. That scene was very. That scene was very good. Yeah, like yeah. that. That scene of just like it's just tense, and it's for angle who's like this Nazi ultra terrible person mm. like she's just terrifying like yeah like she's one of the most terrifying bad guys in a video game yeah like I, I i think i mentioned that like i think she was the best villain in a game i've seen yeah. in a long time yeah yeah and then i think we looked up a list of, yeah and then it was the first that, that was my that was like june's question corner from a couple yeah, of yeah. Ago. oh that's mm-hmm. right um and like like i'd forgotten how tense the scene is because i forgot how it ended mm. so i was mm. sort of experiencing that scene for the first time again and it's just this moment of like, you know, you don't really like BJ does not speak German, um, and this German high commander has got you to sit down, and she's playing like this Rorschach type test with like pictures, and she's asking you to choose, and she's put her gun on the counter as well, which you can also just grab, mm. um, and like you go like three or four questions in and she's like oh interesting like hmm that's sort of that's that's an interesting choice sort of trying to test if you're if you're like a pure Aryan or not yeah and when you're about to choose what's the final question she like grabs your arm before you can choose and then like and they both like sort of get really close to you and they start laughing and then they just throw the cards at you saying like oh these are just postcards I found in the cart right yeah like you know like you're obviously an Aryan right which is hilarious especially because there's such there's that like superiority complex of them going oh he's obviously of Aryan race you know look at him yeah strong jawline pure German this this guy and if you heard him speak you know yeah he's the most fucking American guy yeah (laughs) um which you know was sort of what they were like they were very like surface level well like it, it was more than surface level they were so convinced they were right Right. Which is why they got so fucked up. And, you know, like, 2014, when I played it for the first time when it came out, I think it was 2014, um, you know, there was not as much of a talk about fascism in real world, you know? Right, right, right. right, right. Charlottesville riots was, like, incomprehensible back then. And, you know, and then flash forward to 2017... There are literally Nazis r- walking down Charlottesville, right? Which was fucked. Like that was obscene. And so having this game, which is so like purely about like s- like uh, like understanding fascism, especially at the very beginning of this game, like it does a lot to sort of you know, like so like w- when BJ bl- wakes up and he's like, "How could America lose?" And they go in. They go into that a lot in Wolfenstein Two about how, like, how America could have become under a fascist law. Yeah. Um, which is, I think, where the game, re- like, both of these games, really, really, really shine. And it was super interesting going back and seeing them place those seeds, and like noticing a lot of the nuance from the second game after playing the. F- uh, sorry, it, it, noticing the nuance in the first game after playing the second one. Right. Like they they totally knew what they were doing more than, like, I honestly give him credit for at the beginning. Mm. Um, so it's it's super interesting to go on back to that stuff. Right, cool. Um, and I, I also just love, like, a lot of the transitions in between scenes, I think, are, like, gorgeous. Like, there's, like, after BJ and Anya have sex, there's a Which part, time? 
the first time on the train so many times (laughs) (laughs) like the first time on the train and like and she gets up and she's like you know half dressed and she's like oh we're getting close we have to go and she like walks across the room and as she walks across the room the scene dramatically changes into them in the middle of berlin and her opening the blinds yeah that's interesting i don't quite remember what the the transition scenes were like in the first one but i'm finding them incredibly jarring in the second one they're not good they're not as great in the second They're, they're not good at all like i have like a Moment like the audio is low, high. Uh, the audio is quieter in cutscenes than it is in the game. Oh. And like right, I'm okay. finding like very, 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 very sudden. Like right, I don't remember any audio stuff when I played it. Mm. Um, I had stuff with like I had issues with the gameplay. Yeah. Um, into, yeah. um, which you'll get to as you get later in the game. Yeah. Um, like I, I did like. I did notice stuff that, like, a lot of the music felt more drowned out in 2, which is a I, shame, because the, the music... The music is fucking... I mean, uh, we probably shouldn't talk about this in detail, because we're going to talk about well, it Well, like, I, I'm, I'm mostly talking about it in the context of 1, Okay. where in the context of 1, the music is prevalent and mixed way better. Okay. Um, because the music in 1 is very good, and mm. you don't really realise how good mm. it is mm. until you, like... I- if you listen to the soundtracks for these games outside of their games, they're actually very good. Um... And they're they're made by the composer who did the new Doom as well, which I didn't know. Oh right, yeah, interesting. Um, I feel like I feel like you can really feel it in the second one. Like, it feels very Doomy in the second one more than it did in the first one. They 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 do go hard on on that stuff, especially at the end. Um, Yeah, Wolfenstein, New Colossus. I'm 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 enjoying it leading up to playing two. Got two weeks, buddy. I'm gonna have to hurry up. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) they aren't short games. Or I'm gonna have to hurry up. Actually, They're, they're not short. Um. Yeah, and the other game we've been playing is Baba is you. Baba is Jeremy. Baba is me. Baba is Wall. No, Kerry is Wall. Kerry is Wall. Yeah. June is. June is death. I was gonna say June is flower. No, June is defeat. What the fuck are you talking about? Do you want to be star? (laughs) I want to be June. June is flag. Yeah, June is flag. What the fuck? (laughs) You can be blank, and then you can decide later if you like. Kerry, Kerry is melt. (laughs) Oh no. So, <laughs> what the fuck? I've watched a half-hour video of this game. <laughs> so, Bubba Is You is one of the most interesting games I've seen in a long time. Yep. Um, it is a top-down push-box type game. It's not a platformer. It's just a, it's a puzzle. It, it's game. just a puzzle game. Um, where the beginning of each game, you have a bunch of rules, which are objects you can push around. Mm. So there are rules where Bubba Is You. So Bubba is a character. And it's basically like programming style rules. Totally. It's, it's conditions. Yeah. It is, Baba is you, which means that you can control Baba. Mm-hmm. If you push the you away from Baba is you, you will stop controlling Baba and then you will fail the level. Yeah, because you can't move. Yeah. Flag is goal, which means you have to get to the flag. Uh, oh, sorry. No, flag is win. Yes. Um, you know, stuff like spike is uh, defeat. Mm. Uh, you know, lava is melt. Wall is stop. Water is sink. Yeah. Stuff like that. And so, you can change all of those conditions around just by pushing them around the actual level to fix the level. So you can make wall is goal. And so if you walk into the if you walk into the wall, you win because that's, you hit the goal. That's so fucking clever. I was it just is, looking at like a little like gif of it before. It's like I, I remember seeing this on the store and being like, this is fucking ugly. It, <laughs> it, is, it is delightful. It it is so incredible. It's that's so clever. Um, this is the type of game that I look at and I'm like, this game looks so clever and like it would make me feel like 
Like, it's the kind of game that when I was playing it, I would feel so dumb. I feel like the stupidest genius <laughs> while playing this game <laughs> because I get stuck for such a long time and then I'm like, you moron, just do this! Yeah. And then it works. Yeah. Um, a lot of the time, it's not like... Like, like a lot of the puzzles are like slowly figuring out, but like a lot of them are just like, oh, you just look at it long enough until all of a sudden it just works. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm not going to spoil too many of the puzzles because like a lot of the puzzles, like a lot of the spoilers in this game are like the the things you don't even think about. Yeah, like, absolutely. You, you get a quarter of the way and then you're like, oh, I can change everything. Yep. And then you get halfway again and you're like, oh, no, I can actually change everything. <laughs> and apparently there's like another one of those after what I'm up to. Oh, my god! And goodness. I'm like, how? But, but then what happens? You're like, oh, my God. It's, 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 it's so good. Do they introduce new like tiles and things for you to interact with? Or is it like presenting, teaching you a, a new way to interact with the old blocks? Uh, less this ladder, like... Right. A, a little bit of the ladder, but not as much because a lot of the... So it's not like you can go back to the old levels with your newfound knowledge and break the shit out of them. N- not as much because a lot of the new stuff is like changing the middle statement. So they introduce like... Oh. They introduce and, for example. Oh. Um. So, you know, like, Baba is you and Rock. And so you are then controlling both Baba and the Rocks at the same time, for mm. example. Um. So, yeah, it, it, it does a lot of the things where it like it'll, it'll, turn, the, it'll turn the game upside down by introducing new mechanics. Yep. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just a delight. This mm. is one of those games where it's like, video games are fucking cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, no, it is definitely one of those like, this is, oh, puzzle games are really smart. Yeah. So clever. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we're just about ready for June's question corner and I still don't have my answer yet. Um, but we're just going to go to a quick break before we do that. So... Uh, get your get your get your questions and your corners ready. Wait, we should say what the question is again. The question the question was if you didn't listen to the last episode. The question again is if you had to recommend a game to someone that describes gives a like an accurate representation of who you are, what would that game be? Yep. Cool. Oh so, dear. So ponder that one over the break, Kerry. Yep, over the break, which we and totally the two week break, Kerry. And 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 listener, while you're while you're listening to the break, which is going to be a lot shorter than our break because yep. that's how breaks work. <laughs> why don't you decide what game would represent you if you were to show it to someone else? Hard question, man. All right, uh, we'll be right back. All right, do your fucking impression voice and get it over. Come on. You know it's in you. I can feel it. Yeah, but now I'm doing that thing where it's like someone told me to do something, so now I don't want to do it. Do you want me to do it? No. I don't want you to do it, June, because I'm not actually <laughs> impersonating anyone. I'm do just, it. I'm just doing a, a version of what I think that should say. Welcome back to the <laughs> Minimap cast. I want to go back to watching that video. <laughs> what video? The one I just watched. Oh, no, don't do that. It was awful. Um... So, here we are, after the break. I mean, here we are, after the break. You've already done it. You can't do it twice. With June's question. You can't corner. do it twice. June laughed and it broke me out of it, but I'm going I'm going back. That's three times now. To introduce <laughs> June's question corner. June. Take it away. Take it away. <laughs> I'm just mind flooded with trying to think of an answer for this question. <laughs> I shouldn't have shown you that video. No, you shouldn't have. Okay. Um, shall I do my answer first then? Sure. So, 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 
just for the viewers at home, what's what what's 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 the question? The question again, even though it's been ten seconds since I last listened. Hey, it's, it's, a- it's important. It was a long intro. <laughs> also, I forgot the exact wording. If you had to recommend a game that sums you, wait, that what did I say it was? That if accurately that represents. accurately represents you as a person, like if you had to recommend a game that's that represented represented you. Um, how did I word it before? If you. Like at the told start. someone to play a game that that represents you, what would it be? That's not it. If you were to recommend to someone <laughs> to play a game that shows Describe you as a person. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Whatever. Um, what would it be? This is a good... Okay. Uh, for me, I think, um, like, the first one to come into my mind would be Firewatch. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um... What about Firewatch's oh. themes? I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I saw your eyes go from like mm, Firewatch to I don't have anything to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was just the first thing that jumped in, and I don't think I have a uh, another answer. Like I think uh, when I first played that game, it hit me really hard, even though the themes weren't relatable to me. Mm. Um, something about it. I think like that exact type of game is exactly what I'm into. Like, like walking sim, I guess, with like beautiful art, beautiful soundtrack, et cetera, et cetera. Storytelling. Like, storytelling. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Is it the actual story? Is it the actual visuals? Is it the setting? I see. The thing is, I don't even like. I mean, the story was okay. Yeah. The story was fine. It was fine. Like, yeah, I didn't yeah. like the ending, but it was okay. But that's not why I like that game. Mm. Um. And it's also not the part that you feel represents. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Was it the... Was it the I, fire? Was it the watch? Was it the ice? <laughs> was it the... Was it the ice... ice isolationary aspect of the, of the story? Maybe. Although I wouldn't like, say I'm an isolated person. I wouldn't say that either, but... I'm not introverted. I'm definitely extroverted. Like, right. I'm not... Hmm... But Lonely. the, you know, I'm just going back through Firewatch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, was part of it maybe the idea of communication with out? This is psychoanalyzing. I know. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to trying to actually remember the game. Yeah. I'm trying. To, you don't. You don't meet her at the end, do you? No. Right. Yeah. No. Delilah. Delilah. Um. What was, what was his name? Henry. Hen. No. Yes. Fuck yes. boy. Henry. He's not a fuck boy. He's a sweet, beautiful man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Wrong game. You take lovely self. What are you? What are you thinking of? I don't know. Just ignore me. What game do you think we were talking ignore about? Ignore me. Whole, I, w- I want to know what game you thought we were talking about this whole time. No, because I, I want to know what Firewatch. game. I want to know what game you thought you brought up, and you go, <laughs> oh yeah. I didn't know his name, and it was the first thing that came to my head. Fuck boy. Yeah. All right. Um. Like I said I'm mind flooded. <laughs> I think I played that game at a certain part of my life where mm. it was more relevant to me. Okay. And mm. maybe that's changed now, but I don't have anything else. To <laughs> <laughs> so you should go, you should go that's back. That's fine. And, like vague impressions, I think is okay. Yeah. You should go back and replay it then. I have played it, not maybe 2017. I think it's the last time I played it. I bought it on Switch. I just haven't played it yet. Right. Okay. Um, I will get back to it one day. Hmm. 
It is one of my favorite games. So. Mm, yeah, that game so is good. good. I really like it. The art style in that game is it, you know, it's, it's fucking incredible. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Or Life is Strange. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly another one. <laughs> yeah, um, we don't need to talk about that. We all know. We know why. Perry, I think yeah, yep. Okay, prepare to rip off the bandaid. It's more like curiously look under the bandaid. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> I know. <laughs> Let's, let's take a peek. I'm purposefully, like, not purposefully. Oh, I'm, I'm perplexed by myself. So, I like, first answer I came up with when before we started the podcast was Celeste. Mm-hmm. And then in the break, or like when someone said, when I was reminded about this question corner when we were doing that first segment just then, I was like, oh shit, I still need to be thinking about that. And then I thought of a Zelda, but that 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 doesn't seem right because I'm, I'm. You are a Zelda boy, though. I am. I very much am. Mm. That is green and everything. Mm. What? You look like a Zelda boy right now for yeah. some reason. Yeah, no, it's, the, it's green. the green. It's the green. Okay. <laughs> the green. I do like green. It's my favorite color. Um, and I love it's Zelda. It's Link's favorite color too. I know. Except not in the next one. Not in the last, latest one. Yeah, it's um, not a very good one though. <sighs> Did, have you ever said that to your girlfriend? No. I would pay to see that. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> um, so, I'm wary of saying those because those are games that I like to play, that I love to play, and I'm wary to pick just something that I have enjoyed playing because I don't necessarily think that that is a representation of me. Um, that being said, I think if I... I think I, I, think I am going to... Because I don't... I, I kind of want to go on like the, you know, just whatever's on the top, that's probably something there to yeah. it like that. Yep. And so if I had to pick Celeste and if I had to pick a reason why it was that, um, I think for me, the core of that game isn't the platforming. Although I really do like the challenge and the um, the ability to get all the different parts and like kind of 100% that game a bit. But I think the, the, the heart of that game for me is the story and the representation of Madeline, um, the character who's this very anxious person who's trying to do this this big task and is very um, cordial and um, polite and friendly to all of these um, NPCs that she talks to. And then she's full of all this doubt, like inside her when she's on her own. And I feel that a lot of the times when I'm on my own too, there's a lot of time where I'm struggling with, and I mean, who doesn't, but um, a lot of times where I'm struggling to reconcile you know, how I'm living my life or, you know, big existential questions that I get far too involved in too often. And so I, I can relate to that a bit. So I wonder I wonder if that's why I want to say that particular part. Mm. Okay. I think that's a good answer. Yeah. Mm, mm. If you had Thank to God. Pick, if you had to pick a Zelda game, which one? <laughs> just, just out of my own curiosity. I mean, I want to say... Not your favourite, the one that represents you the most. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Probably Majora's Mask because the moon crashes into the town. <laughs> just like real I'm, life. I'm kidding, I'm <laughs> just, just like I'm you all the time. <laughs> no, I'm... I look up in the night sky and I see your terrifying face looking <laughs> down at me. <laughs> Nine days, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of want to say Breath of the Wild because you're given imminent tasks to do, and then you can fuck off and do everything else instead <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's my first response <laughs> okay um yeah yeah i don't know that, those are my answers <laughs> uh 
Mine. Shadow of the Colossus. No. Close. Last Guardian. New Ooh. Colossus. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I like it. Jeremy's a cat dog. Yeah. That's bird. Me. Um, what's your joke? <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad you reminded me. Uh, because it also took me 13 years to come out. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Really 13? Wow. <laughs> Very good. Um <laughs> oh, I've been, been saving that one all podcast. Oh, that that's um, that's meaty. I, I can, like that. I can take that one off the list now. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, Last Guardian is very very special game to me because um, it's one by made by the team that made my favorite game of all time, being Shut Up the Colossus. Yar. Um, but Last Guardian is a more it's a very very personal story um, between a young boy and the little, well, the little, little gigantic little. <laughs> The gigantic cat bird dog thing mm. that is Trico. Um, and a lot of it's just about like building up the relationship between those two and having those like little moments. And also them just like having that journey together. Mm. Um, which like the entire time I was playing it, I was like, hey, that little boy's me. Not even for any particular part in my life or any particular reason, but for some reason that boy was just like me that whole time. That's cool. Um, and that's so sweet. It was it was great. Like Last Guardian. I believe you kin the Last Guardian. Yeah. No. I know. Straight up. No doubles. Yeah. Um. I don't know what the last part means, but yeah. Um. Uh. <laughs> y'all. Y'all understand. Uh. I have no idea. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. No. It's it's just it's like. Like there's this like there's this theme throughout the entirety of that game, which is just for both of them to overcome whatever gets thrown at them, or yep. or rather, it's not even what gets thrown at them because they're not like defending. It's about what they have to overcome to get to the end, right? Um, and yeah, like that game just totally, totally resonated with me on like a level that I was I was hoping it would went going into it, but mm. I wasn't expecting it to because, like, I remember reading reviews when the game was coming out, and I was like, "Oh no, maybe this game isn't going to be as good as I wanted it to be." Yeah, and it was totally, almost exactly what I wanted it to be. Please, right. please play that game if you haven't. I need to. I it's haven't yet. Fucking incredible. Yeah, like I haven't properly played a team micro game. It it honestly for me it is better. It's better than Shadow Colossus, and mm. I played the PS4 like remastered yeah. Shadow Colossus. It. I mean, like it's it, more it's, emotional than it, Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, like there, there's 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 more of a story mm. in that one, and it's it's a more modern game than Shadow of the Colossus. Like it's it doesn't it's not exactly a modern game because it feels like a game that's been in development for such a long time. Yeah. like it's still got some of those old hangups, but like parts of it still feel like a launch PS3 game. Maybe, maybe more than that. Like okay. it it, fe- it feels like a game that could have come out around Uncharted two. Um, you know, in, in, mm, in terms mm, of it's like the mm. way, just the way things are designed and the mm. way you, like you have to approach certain things. Yep. It's a bit like finicky with its mechanics sometimes as well. Yeah. You have to work with it, but I think that also feeds back into the game of like, you have to work with the animal Yeah, because I've never, I've never had a game which made me feel like the animal in that game was actually having its own thoughts and feelings. Right. Mm. Um, like I, like Trico did. Yep. Um, so yeah, The Last Guardian. Cool. That was... That was a humdinger, June. What a, what a ripper. Do you want to know next Fortnite's question so I you can think about it? I am currently anxious about it. It's, Ooh, it's next an, time's it's Fortnite another... question of the of the podcast. Fortnite. Oh, God. Who do you play? No. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> which pop vinyl? <laughs> oh. <laughs> if, you, if you had to buy a pop Fortnite pop vinyl, which one would you buy? Um, no. It's always the one that's out of stock. <laughs> Always um, the one that's out of stock. Drum roll. You don't actually have to do it. It's okay. Hang on. No, you stop the recording. I'm kidding. <laughs> How rude. What is something that you have learned from a game that you've been able to apply in real life? Oh. Oh. This is not my answer, but I remember hearing that some people found better ways of getting to work in Los Angeles by playing GTA Five. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny. Yeah, uh, me playing Mini Metro made me realize that I love Melbourne's train system, and I couldn't understand any other one because that gets too hard, Sorry, and my said, brain melts. You said Mini Metro, and I thought you meant Metro Last Light. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I meant Metro Exodus. Come on, right. Um, oh, so I'll let you all think about that for two weeks and mm-hmm. we'll and, get back to it. And and I'll actually think about it yes. for the next right. two weeks. Yes, because it's a big one. You might have to. Oh, it is a big one. What, um, what was it? <laughs> I'll copy and paste it. Thanks. Um, all right, let's move on. Oh. We're getting derailed here. These are these are disarming questions, June. They're, they're, you're, you're stepping up your game. Well yeah. done. The next one. The, I, don't, I don't have any more. <laughs> There's nothing is like... Is that it? It's like... Who's your favorite character? <laughs> <laughs> What's your Halo. second favorite game? <laughs> um, cool. All if right. If you had to pick another game, which represents <laughs> you as a person. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna hard pivot from uh, the question corner into the news segment. Um, got a. Not not too much has happened in the last couple of weeks. Not really. I feel like um no no real like. I mean the stars were at war. The stars were were at war. They are still at war. Yeah, apparently. Now now the a long long time ago in a galaxy far far away. Now they're owned by a mouse. They will literally always be at war. Didn't you hear them say earlier this week that they'll probably take a break from Star Wars movies after Episode Nine? Movies because they're pivoting hard into TV shows. Ah, there will always be stars at war, under mouse. Under mouse, yeah. <laughs> it's like we're trying to get around like a like a like a censorship filter or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're not. Don't like... say Disney. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do we want to talk about that one first? Seeing as we brought it up. Sorry, I let yeah, it. Yeah, sure. No, that's okay. That's fine. I, I... I just want to like put it out there. I think I've already put it out there. I have not seen Star Wars. Yeah. I, so I if thought, I if I, I zone out, that. I'm so sorry. No, that's fine. Um, there's not a whole lot to unpack here. No, not really. So they announced. No, they already announced this. They, re- they there was a reveal trailer. No, it wasn't a reveal. There was our first story trailer, the first trailer for the new Star Wars game by Respawn, the people who made Titanfall and Apex Legends, a game called Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. It's which I don't Star think Star Wars house fucking name ever. I don't think it has any punctuation in it though. <laughs> no, it's no. It's just it's Jedi just Fallen Order. Isn't Star it? Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Um, Lots of words. No, no, sorry. No, there's a semicolon after the word Jedi. A semicolon or a colon? Colon. Good, because a semicolon would be weird. Yeah, sorry. It's Star Wars Jedi, Fallen Order. Star Wars Jedi. Well, it's Star Wars Jedi and there's no punctuation in between Wars and Jedi. But I. I'm, but there I'm, is after. Yeah, then there's a colon and then Fallen Order. Oh. But I have a feeling there's probably a page break in between. I reckon. Yeah. I reckon. It is in the logo, at least. Um. So basically, it's the first trailer. You play it. You're playing as a. It's a single player game. 
uh, you're playing the as this first time since EA have got their fucking contract of Star Wars in 2013. Yeah, there's a single player Star Wars game. What about Battlefront 2's campaign? Single player Star Wars game is what I'm saying. Oh, except who was it that posted that tweet that was like, why did they get respawn to do it? A first person game when they have Bioware, like right, yeah, and so I, I, I have, I have literature. Ah, literature. Um, take us away, please do. So I have not looked this up at all. <laughs> so, respawn, obviously, Titanfall, Apex. You mentioned that before. Uh-huh. Um, both multiplayer games. Yes, as it turns out Titanfall two had single player, but which was terrific. Yeah, no, which I, which I've heard was great. It's a terrific single player experience. Yeah, it's something I've been meaning to go back and play. Exceptionally well designed levels in that game. Yeah, um, and. Uh, Apex Legends, obviously, the most recent game they put out, being a Battle Royale game, mm-hmm. um, a very good Battle Royale game. Um, and EA also have a company named Bioware. Now, Bioware put out a game recently called Anthem. Oh, if only we had spoken about this on a recent podcast. Yes, yeah, so Anthem is a only multiplayer game mm-hmm. for the most part. You can play it on your own, but the game strongly encourages you and pushes you to play with other people. And you people. have to you have to be online. Always have to be online. It's Destiny. Yeah. It's Destiny. Yeah. Um, now, Bioware's previous games was Dragon Age... Mass- Sorry. Mass Effect Andromeda. Previous games. Oh, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Games was Dragon Pardon Age, me. Mass Effect. KOTOR. And, yeah, and that's the other problem we get, like, years and years and years ago. Yeah. Um, uh, and they got... So, EA told them to make a multiplayer game. Yeah. And told Respawn to make a single-player game. Yeah. Um, which is weird. I, I think I, I think it's a little bit more nuanced than that. I Like, I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure they pitched these games. Um, I'm, I... I I feel like I remember at some point hearing that Bioware wanted to make Anthem. Well, I mean, Bioware, from what we were talking about last week... They didn't know what Anthem was until fucking Anthem went in beta or anyway. Well, yeah, but Bioware, I think, was in pre-production before they got the Star Wars contract. Yeah. They were already working on that game before they got the contract, so that's probably why Bioware was tied up for that. They should have cancelled Anthem. Yeah, or at least shelved it. Absolutely, and then pivoted hard for that Star Wars game, because that would have... It would have been a much smarter move for them to do that. But, yeah. Um, anyway, so there's a new game coming out. Um, the first time they've made a single player game since a long, long time ago. Yeah, I can't. I couldn't tell you when. Was I, it? Was it Force Unleashed Two? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, unless you want to count the Connect Star Wars games. I don't. Right. Okay. Then, then Star Wars. <laughs> <Force Unleashed 2. laughs> um, not not a fan of Han Solo by as Jason Derulo. I'm Han song. Solo. Yeah. I'm Han Solo. Yeah. Um, I'm Han Solo. That wasn't in the game, was it? Yeah, it was. No. Han Solo, <laughs> it, it was Solo. in the Connect Star Wars I have to game. buy a Connect immediately. Yeah. <laughs> so, Amy Henning. Hennig. Hennig, really? No, and in the there's two in the middle, none on the end. I've been saying her name wrong this entire time. Now, you're a real games journalist? Turns out. No. Well, I don't know. Is it in my Twitter bio? That's a... No. I'll talk to you about that later. Um... <laughs> R- remind me to bring that up. Um, so oh, no, that sounds serious. No, I remember. I think I remember hearing. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I did link it. Um, so Amy Hennig's game uh-huh. was the made one by at, at, at Visceral. Visceral, yeah. Visceral, um, the one Studios. that got canned, b- yeah. and then the studio got shut down by EA at the end of 2017. Yes. Uh, so I'm trying to see where where the interview was taking place, but Amy Hennig basically saying. She's not sure how this came about, 
when her project was cancelled. Yeah. And she's quoted here saying, uh, in reference to her um, the idea of a single-player game made by EA. Yes. Um, that was very clearly not an acceptable plan when we were working on Ragtag, which was the name for their game. Yeah, that was their code name, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, things change, she said. Yeah, um, so that... So that was nearly two years ago that Visceral got shut down. Yeah, about the, eighteen months. The decision to cancel Ragtag was made in summer two thousand seventeen. We found out in October two thousand seventeen. So that's almost two years ago. So a lot has changed, and there's been a pretty public and vocal backlash against the idea. Game gamers don't want single player finite games without all of these extra modes. Um, and I mean that's true because like that game got cancelled right before Battlefront two came out, which was close, yeah. It was the watershed moment for um. Um, backlash against uh, what am I trying to say against loot boxes and against heavy monetization in games like that and yeah like there was a huge and the lackluster single story mode as well yeah um, you know she went on she went on to say that you know she's excited about the game and everything um, yeah. but yeah it's interesting how much a company can change in two years in two years when they realize that if they keep doing what they're doing there will be government investigations into gambling, into video games. Yeah. And also people actually do want single player games. Yeah, totally. And especially in the last year that Sony had. Oh, absolutely. What a gangbusters year they had. And it, it's interesting because in, in those last couple of years, there's been a lot of change in Sony, in EA's executive um, lineup as well. Patrick Soderlund isn't there anymore. I think Jade Raymond is gone as well. I think and she's at Google now. I think Patrick Soderlund was the one that was pushing everyone to use the same engine. Frostbite. Yeah, maybe. I'm I'm pretty sure that was he was the one that was spearheading er, like to get all EA projects onto Frostbite, which is where a lot of Anthem's issues lie. That's true, and also this next game is in Unreal. Oh fuck, is it? It's not in un, it's not in Frostbite. Mm. I'm pretty sure Titanfall. Really? Titanfall isn't in Frostbite at all. I don't think any of Respawn's games are in Frostbite. Well, Apex definitely isn't, and I don't think Titanfall is, and wow. this next one isn't. That's because at the end of the trailer it says you know footage from the Unreal Engine or something like that. That's a clear sign of EA's management shouldn't tell them what engine to use just because they own it, considering games might be better in different engines. Totally. And like... Considering there's no fucking tools for their engine currently. I know, I know. It's a a thing. Because like, on the one hand, it makes sense. You cut costs because you've got this one engine that you own. That is yours. This is EA's engine. Let's use it for all of EA's things. Then we don't have to license it. We don't have to pay anyone royalties for when the game sells anything. Sure, that makes sense. But the problem is they didn't design it for other people to use it. Mm. So it creates a whole lot of headaches for anyone who tries to do it. And it makes development take longer. It worsens the attitude of the people working on it because they can't get anything done in the way they want to. Um, And if they put the time and money and effort into developing the engine into something that everyone could use when they made the decision that everyone should use it like five or seven years ago or whenever, then maybe things would be different now. But alas... Yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty. I, I, you know, I say that like I'm a, like I have any sort of business acumen at all. Like, I think this podcast group is my business acumen, <laughs> which says a whole lot. Um. Yeah. So, Jedi Fallen Order is a single player game set in between three and four. Yes. Yeah. Um. Your your character is. Why is everything set in between three and four? Because it's a it's it's a it's like a it's it's quite a time gap right between three and four it's like 30 years yeah and it's quite rich a lot changes between then and then and then 
plot changes yeah. between the end of three and the start of four. It's like the the the. I'm so over that time period. <laughs> I mean, I think that's fair because that's what like that's what Star Wars Unleashed was. Yep, like Star Wars Unleashed, Rogue One, the Clone Wars went into that period. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure the Mandalorian is in that period as well. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. The Solo movies in that period as well. Yep. Can we get away from that time period, please? Just it's there is so much of Star Wars, and they keep focusing. Yeah. On that one little time bit. It's interesting because, like, the extended universe stuff was all, like, everywhere. well before and well after it was and stuff it, like it that. It was directly before and directly after as well. It was everywhere. Yeah. And since they canned the extended universe, they've really narrowed it down. They had Luke's clone. You know what <laughs> Luke's clone was called? Luke? No, it was Luke with two U's. I'm not kidding. Luke! 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 Uh, it's Jedi Fallen Order has got Cameron Monaghan in it. Um, Luke who is a actor and is a very good actor. <laughs> he's an actor. He's an actor. Um, uh, he's been in Shameless and Gotham mm-hmm. and a couple other things, I'm assuming. Um, he's, he's a really good actor and mm. he can play over-the-top Star Wars very well. Yeah, totally. Like, the gameplay looks slick. The trailer looks slick. I, I, I'm keen. I'm keen for this one. Yeah. Because um, they've given this one time, honestly. They've given it time to incubate and really... Well, they said they didn't cancel it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So, they gave it a... Do you, do either of you remember the weird way they revealed this game? You mean at E3 last year? Yeah. When Andrea Rene just sat down in the crowd with one of the lead developers and they spoke about the name of it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that felt so off the cuff. Yeah, because they didn't have any they had anything nothing. to show. All they had was the title. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, that was weird. But it was better than them, like, rushing something out. I feel like they could have just done a logo reveal. <laughs> yeah. That whole E3 conference was weird, though, because that was when they also had the the Bioware developers sit on, like, camp chairs or, like, director's chairs. And that's what it was. It was director's chairs oh, in man. front of a giant TV wall that just had one picture of Anthem on it. And they didn't show any footage. <laughs> no, they, that was, no, no, that no, was their E3 They blowout. showed the same footage over and over again. Oh, that's right. There and was it was that, all. There was, was all really cut up. Yeah, there was a snippet of footage, and yeah, like according to the like one of those one of the articles that Jason Schreier put out, that was the first time a lot of them had seen what that game actually was. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh dear. Bye. I mean, hey, they're not doing E three this year, so. E A R. They're not doing their their regular E A play conference. Oh, good. No one likes it. Shots fired, Andrew that Wilson. That was rude. I, I apologize, Andrew Wilson. So, jumping off of that, um, I wanted to talk about... Um, so, last last episode we were talking about the, the easy mode, accessibility in games, Sekiro debate that was happening on the internet um, around the time that we were recording this last about, you know, whether... The, the games that From Software make that are notoriously difficult, whether they should have modes that make it less difficult for those who choose to use them. Yeah. Which is apparently a very controversial thing to say. Um, that, that conversation sort of died down as it naturally does over time. That makes sense. Um, but there's this one um, person who's been like a staunch, not staunch, but uh, a very vocal part of that conversation. Um, uh, his name's Steve Spohn, which I think it is. I don't know how to say his last name. It's S-P-O-H-N. Mm. Um Sounds right. He's the COO of Able Gamers, um, and he's uh, an accessibility advocate in games. Um, and he's been very active in this debate. 
Um, and he 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 came out with this article that sort of puts a full stop on his responses to all of the different arguments for why and why not games should be in it and and his response for that. Um, and so I, I just kind of wanted to call it out here because um, I think it's it's one of the most comprehensive responses that that he 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 specifically goes through every like permutation of argument he's been sent when going through this whole thing. So he's got like five. No, it's more like eight or nine different responses. Like, argument one, uh, this ruins the artistic vision. Argument two, people are going to use it who don't need to use it. Argument three, and almost every time it goes to, yes, like, that might happen, but if you don't want that to happen, you don't have to choose to do that, Mm. and that means that you can still do it the way that the designer's intended for you to, and that robs you of your experience, nothing. And so I just wanted to give him a... A shout out, not just because I think he's right, <laughs> but um, because I think it's the most mediated and um, empathetic response out of all of this, which I think is something that this um, conversation sorely lacks. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people get into, from what I've seen, get into this sort of de- defensive position of, um, this is how I thought the game should be played. I got a lot out of this game because of X. Which means if any if anyone gets to experience this game another way, that invalidates my opinion or something like yeah. that, or my experience. Um, which is just gatekeeping. It is. Yeah. It is gatekeeping. Um, saying that a game isn't for you, so go find another game, which is one of his responses. He said that's the most heartbreaking thing because it's like there's no reason why this can't be for for me. Yeah. Like that means they have, like, they've either been um, un- like sort of disrespect not disrespectful, but like Exclusive. they've had a lack of thought that they haven't included someone else or they've actively not put in the time because they've thought of it and decided not to do it. Um, so I just sort of want to read from the, the bottom of this article a little bit. Um, uh, there's this analogy that he comes after. It comes after all of the responses to the arguments. Um, so it's a segment and it starts with, your favorite pie. He says, um, so this is all quote. He says, I really enjoy a good apple pie. It's sweet and delicious and just the right consistency. My family prefers blueberry pie. Personally, I don't understand why anybody eats blueberry pies, but it doesn't affect my experience eating the apple pie when my family consumes a blueberry pie. It's from the same baker, and it's in the same box when I bring it home from the bakery, and my experience eating a pie from that bakery is just as good even if they enjoy a different flavor. And at the bottom, he says, uh, Sekiro doesn't need an easy mode, it needs an equal mode. How you choose to play a single-player game is not affected by how anyone else chooses to play the same single-player game. Um... And I just can't help but get behind that. I think that's that's an excellent and well-measured assessment of the situation. Yeah, like when all that stuff was happening, I remember seeing him everywhere, replying to everybody, mm. um, you know, trying to, you know, not... He's, he's not just trying to go to everyone and say, like, no, you're wrong, this is what it is. He's trying to, like, like legitimately educate people. Yeah, yeah. Um, on their, you know, ignorance on a subject which they might not be as familiar with as someone who, like... He, like, he is disabled, mm-hmm. and so he knows a lot about this, as it turns out. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so his responses are always very, very, very leveled. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. He's a very erudite individual. He, he's an excellent writer. Um, there's there's another analogy he hasn't here. I, I, I don't know where it is, but he was talking about how when he goes um, uh, to work out with his friend, right? His friend lifts, like, he was saying, like, a hundred and... 50 kilos on some deadlift or whatever. Meanwhile, he's there um, and his weight is a, a roll of quarters. You know, it's just a roll of coins. 
they're both sweating at the end of it. Both of their biceps are burning, you know, and they're and they've had and they've gone for a really hard time working out. And there's no reason why just because they've done it in different ways and they've had different tolerances and thresholds and stuff like that that they haven't enjoyed a shared experience together and enjoyed that in a way that has meant similar things for them and is both equally valid and stuff like that. Mm. That's a really good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. So I highly recommend giving it a read. Um, it's it's not his pinned tweet, but it's at the top at the moment. Um, lots of people are responding to it and quote tweeting it. Um, Maybe we'll chuck it in the bio. Of yeah, in the link yeah, down. no, that's a good idea. Yeah, we'll throw it, we'll throw it in the bottom there. So it's um, what's the headline for the article? Forget easy mode. Secure shadows die twice. Need an equal mode. That's the that's the article on digitaltrends.com. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. What what else have we got here on the on the on the list? Um, on the agenda, apart from the multicolored fuck, which has been there for many many weeks. Yeah, the the the, the question corner prompt. <laughs> <laughs> um, no you, no one can hear you smile on the podcast, Jen. I'm smiling really hard. Oh, <laughs> I can tell. Um, um, what noise were you expecting to come out? <laughs> <laughs> It's the shine of smiling teeth. <laughs> um, I guess. I guess this is the last, the last bit, right? Yeah. Um, I guess it's kind of like a bittersweet ending. Mm. Um, Reggie's last day at Nintendo was today. Yes. Um, Reggie Fismé, beautiful, beautiful man. Mm. Um, and he only just created a Twitter. <laughs> and we, we were we were talking about it before. Like, how the fuck did he get the at Reggie? Yeah. <laughs> like just R E G G I E. Like. How? Anyway, um, he was posting some really nice photos today of like him cleaning up his office, um, yeah. and putting on his his me head for the last oh, time, so good. <laughs> <laughs> and stuff. If you haven't seen Reggie's Twitter, I would I would go and have a look at it. It's very it's, it's very Reggie. very bittersweet. It's very sweet though. I will miss that man. Yeah, me too. Which is interesting because I don't feel like I've actually seen that much of him do stuff. No. Um, he's always such a highlight when when Nintendo does directs. Yeah. Yeah. No. Totally. I just feel like I hadn't. I I only really started watching Nintendo Directs in like the last year or so, mm. and I never really watched Nintendo's E3 conferences right. um, when they were still doing them. Um, so I feel like I haven't seen that much of him, but the impressions that I have of him when he does talk, it's it's so, you know, he still talks with that, um, you know, I am uh, higher up at a very big company yeah. and I will only be saying so much, but... Um, it's that it's it's with that Nintendo flair of He's so genuity, exactly, yeah. and, and it's all about he was so homely and yeah, that's it, homely and having fun and I think you know when whenever you see Reggie come on screen, everyone's like Reggie, yeah. like it's always yeah. that one reaction of like Reggie's here, like it's so Reggie, yeah, my dad, <laughs> like yeah, he's got such I a nice know. voice. He's he's very good. Uh, I hope he's everybody's uncle that no longer works at Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I hope that Bowser, Steve Bowser, Doug Bowser, Doug, Doug Bowser. Bowser. I hope that he's equally as homey. Mm. Yeah, it'll take a while, I think. But I think his last name's Bowser. Like I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's he's gonna he's gonna be good. I think. It's absurd. Shouldn't um short change him from the very start. Yeah, no, it'll be different, but hopefully good. Yeah. Um, I like direct directs have mostly been um staff from Japan more recently. I feel like. Yeah. Did did you see the 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 very loose um, uh, people that were th- like the, the, the sorry not not loose people the people that were that that, that, <laughs> that were thinking that it was he was loosely teasing a, a mother three announcement as he was gonna go oh geez that's that's a bit imagine? desperate isn't it <laughs> but, 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 no like because he changed his Twitter 
a cover photo to Icy Mountains, which is a mm. location in Mother 3. <laughs> and then another head of Nintendo changes profile picture also to Icy Mountains. Right. Um, and everyone's like, oh, look, it's a Mother 3. And then, that's right, he had he had the model used in the Robot Chicken Nintendo Direct, um, which is using the same clothes that was from a mother three. I know oh, it's, it's a reach. That's a, that's a like, I mean, it it wasn't. It, it was. It was a. It was a ingest. Right. Um. Like r- speculation. Yeah. Um. I think some people weren't uh, taking it a little bit too seriously. Um. <laughs> but like a lot of a lot of people were just laughing at it. Oh, that's funny. Um, but I was thinking, like, imagine that. Like on you know he leaves or like the next direct, which happens in like a week or whatever. Yeah. He rocks up to say goodbye, and oh by the way, here's mother three or something. What yeah. a way to fucking go out, yeah. though. <laughs> You'd hope that would be a, a message of convenience rather than like, you better get the game out on time! Yeah. I'm leaving! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. here we are at the end of yet another episode. Thank you for joining us. Uh, as always, you can find this podcast, our other podcast, and potentially our upcoming third podcast, tease, hint, hint, wink, Ooh. wink, say no more, um, on minimap.com.au. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also find them on any podcast service uh, that I, I, they're on most. If there's anything, they're on all. They're, they're they're on all. But if there's anything that it's not on that you want it to be, let don't us know. listen to your podcast on SoundCloud. Go to a better service. Just but saying. if you want that, I'm happy to pander to you, even if Jeremy isn't. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Jeremy, where can they find you, non-panderer? Uh, they could find me on Twitter at Obi-Wan Jez. SoundCloud elitist. You could find me at KJ Palmer underscore 24. June, where can they find you? Ginez, J-U-N underscore E-double-S. Excellent. You can find the Minimap Twitter at MinimapAU. You can also find our Game Spoilers Twitter for our um, our Game Spoilers podcast. That's at Game Spoilers Pod. Um, we tend to point out uh, sales on our upcoming games or games we've done in the past over there. Um Yes, like we said before, our next game for that one is Wolfenstein 2. Our previous game was Sea of Thieves, which we had a great amount of fun with. I recommend you listen to that. Um, as well as you can watch our um, sort of experiment series, Game Spoilers Plays, which was a bunch of uh, fun gameplay videos of us playing Sea of Thieves. They're great fun, and I spent a lot of time on them, and I love if we could give it a watch. Um, so yeah, until two weeks from now, uh, <laughs> we'll see you later. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye.